Well, good morning, everybody. Oh, that seems loud. Is this better? Michael's going to get this. Okay. Well, good morning, guys. Thank you for coming to church. That was a good joke, Pastor. Yeah. Hopefully, you would come and find me if I don't make 100000 a week, but we'll just go from there. But Well, good morning. Thank you for joining us here today at Class Point. Man, I am excited. My name is David. I am a lead team member and a board member here. And, and uh, if you're joining us online, I want to say welcome to you as well. And it is my honor to bring you guys today's message, continuing our series called Made to Matter. You've heard it for the last couple of weeks. I think everybody's uh, spoken on it. And, and it's on the spiritual gifts found in Romans 12, 3-8. And our big idea today is, is you are made to matter. Your spiritual gift is important. And as you go back to the last couple of weeks, we were talking about your spiritual gift. And I think there's six or seven gifts, if I'm thinking right off top, but you can go back and watch these videos uh, on our Facebook page as well. But our big idea, like I said, is you are made to matter. You are important to the body of Christ, but you're important here at Cross Point Church, and your spiritual gift is important. We're going to, as we dive into this more and more today, think about what your spiritual gifts is and know that they're important. Okay? Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for this day. We thank you for our spiritual gift. Jesus, we ask that you just add, to tell us, Jesus, what our spiritual gift is and help us find it. And let us have fun today and just be with my word. Be with my tongue today and let me say the right things. In Jesus' name, amen. I had to make sure I said that. Heidi says, David, you're ready. David, you're ready. Talk slow and have fun. So I'm going to try and teach today since it's been a, a, a teaching series. So let's continue to read from our series text. It'll be on the screens as well. Romans 12, 3 through 8. For by grace given to me, I said to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measures of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them, if prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our servicing, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts, in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, and the last one, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. So today's message is on the last spiritual gift we are covering in our Made to Matter series. Church, can I tell you, we saved the best for last. Not because it's me, between Chris and I, not because it's me, but it's just our last spiritual gift, and then next week, Pastor's going to kind of pull everything together and wrap everything up. It's on mercy. Now, before you get started, let me tell you what mercy is not. Mercy is not just a Christian cuss word or a Christian swear word. I know that's a little bit off the topic, but have you ever heard this? I know Heidi tells me these things all the time. Lord, have mercy, David. Why did you do that for? I hear that frequently. Or if you, have, if you have kids, 
Have you ever said, mercy child, what were you thinking? J.D.'s heard that one a lot. Probably heard it a few times this week. Or to our own personal selves, have mercy on my soul. What was I thinking? My actions. Or just the word mercy. Have you guys ever you know, thought about it that way? You know, every disciple is called to be mercy. Or let me, every disciple is called to show mercy or be merciful. Think about that. Every disciple, that's you guys, is called to show mercy or be merciful. A few definitions of mercy that I found are, Thou the Webster, to show kindness or concern in someone in serious need. Okay? Mercy is kindness in action. Compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone, catch this, whom it is within one's power to punish or harm. Let me say that one more time. Compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone, whom it is within one's power to punish or harm. A verb, which is really just an action, so mercy is an action word, that occurs over 28 times just in the New Testament. It's over 100 times in the Old Testament. So it's something that we see mercy throughout the Bible quite a bit. Sometimes people confuse or think of grace and mercy as one with the same meaning. We hear about grace. We hear about mercy. And in a way, that makes sense, since oftentimes they'll go hand in hand, and grace and mercy work together as one. However, they are also each blessings from the Lord to us. They have different meanings. So let me explain real quick. In Luke 15, 11 through 32, and this isn't going to be on your screen, but think about the story of the prodigal son. I'm sure you've read this quite a few times, but... Uh, the young son, he got mad, and he demanded an inheritance from his, uh, his father, right? He took his inheritance, and he moved out. Over time, he squandered it away through all of his lavish living, as the Bible says. He ended up broke. He was hungry. He was homeless. And he was eating with the pigs, if you remember that story. Then finally, he remembered his father and the blessed life that he once had. He thought his father's servants lived better than a pit he made himself to live in. Remember, he was living with the pigs, and he was taking care of the pigs, and that's all he had? He went back, to be, he went back hoping to be hired a servant in his father's house. When he returned, his father ran to him, accepting him back as his son, and threw a party with a huge feast. So, listen here, grace gives us what we do not deserve. It's blessings. Okay, grace gives us what we do not deserve. The prodigal son, expecting to be a servant, was welcomed back as a son and even received a feast that he did not deserve. Here's, here's mercy. Mercy holds back and stops what we actually do deserve. Okay, mercy holds back what we do deserve. Let's look at the Beatitudes Jesus taught about in the Sermon on the Mount. This is in Matthew uh, 5, 2 through 12. If you remember back to that story, Jesus gathered a team of people, as Jesus always did, as he was accustomed to. Whenever Jesus spoke, people gathered. Okay? So Jesus was teaching on the Mount of Olives. And it the Beatitudes talks about how blessed we are. Okay? 
And there's, there's nine blessings in the, in, in the Mount of Olives. As he was talking, it says, The poor in spirit, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Those who mourn, they shall be comforted. The meek, they shall inherit the earth. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, they shall be satisfied. The pure in heart, they shall see God. The peacemakers, they shall be called, uh, they shall be called sons of God. The persecuted for righteousness sake, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The reviled and put down, it was for Christ's sakes. But as I said, Jesus talks about mercy so much. We had a four and four. But right in the middle of this teaching Jesus was doing, it says the merciful, they shall receive mercy. Right in the middle of everything he taught was about mercy. So we as a church have to understand that mercy is important. We as Christian people have to begin to put mercy out there to take care of people because Jesus talked about it so many times. As a Christ follower, Jesus wants us to be merciful. You know, it's a funny story. It's funny that a pastor had me preach on mercy. We were gathering around as our lead team meetings. We were talking about the gifts. And pastor said, you know, as the lead team, you know, we're going to talk. Some of you guys are going to, you know, preach on the gift. He looked straight at me and David said, David, you're going to preach on mercy. I just start laughing, you know, because tech, to be honest with you, <laughs> mercy is not one of my strong suits. You know, as I was growing up, one of my dad's famous sayings is probably one of my famous sayings. And now pastor jokes about it quite a bit. But my famous saying is, if you're dumb, you got to be tough. You know, that's one of my deals. You're dumb, you got to be tough. If you act on something, you're going to be, you're going to have to toughen up because you decided to do that. Uh, you know, I have a lot of the other gifts. I'm learning to work more on this one. But seriously, if you have a problem and something's going on, I'm going to show you mercy because that's when you, when you serve Jesus and when you pray and, and work by the Holy Spirit, mercy just comes natural. But other people walk in mercy. Just, it's your gifting. But, uh, you know, I wasn't raised with a lot of mercy. I was raised as a farm kid. You know, you fell on the ground off your bicycle. You just had basically had to suck it up, get back off, get back on your bicycle and ride off again. That's where I was at. But we are all called to walk in mercy. But when we look at the definition of the spiritual gift of mercy, we can all see mercy at, um, at another level. Here's the definition of the spiritual gift of mercy. The supernatural functional gift to act compassionately towards people who are facing difficult circumstances regardless of the cause of those circumstances. Let me read that one more time. The supernatural functional gift to act compassionately towards people who are facing difficult circumstances regardless of the cause of those circumstances. People who have the gift of mercy don't just show mercy, love, and compassion to others. They continue to. When most others have given up on, they continue. Even when that person's own choices had got them there, they continue. It is the extra ability to show compassion even to those that keep reoffending or making the same mistakes that get them in trouble. Do you guys know people like that? 
Man, if you show gifts of mercy and this is your gifting, you will, you will keep on. You will keep on. You will keep on showing that gift of mercy to people. Some say, some say, some say they, they will never learn. But those with the gift of mercy continue to extend hope. So those, if you have the gift of mercy and you feel that, man, that's me. You have this gift of mercy because you don't give up on people. Man, God's given you a gift that you have to use. This is why the gift of mercy is important in the church today. Here's point number one. Mercy does not give up. Those with the gift of mercy do not give up. Those making bad choices, they cause turmoil and destruction in life. Those repeating bad choices, it makes others give up on them. Now let's go back to the Bible. Let me show you. I have quite a few Bible stories. But if we look at the woman at the well in John 4, 4 through 26, we see a woman in, in turmoil because of her choices who meets Jesus at the well one day. Jesus meeting her at her point of need. Jesus told her if she knew who he was, she would have asked him for a drink of living water. So let's read this part of the story to be on the screen. Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. She's at the well just bringing up water. Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him spring of water welling up of eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. His word gets good. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. <laughs> Jesus said to her, You are right in saying I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. This is all in red lettering. So Jesus is saying this to her. You know, think about it. Go back in that day with me. In that day, they had to go to the well to get water, correct? So the women got water early morning or the late evening when it was cool. She went in the heat of the day to get water. Okay, here's why. She was shunned by other women in the community because she had been married so many times. Back in the Bible times, if you had that many husbands or that many divorces, you were shunned. You weren't looked upon on. So she was doing a lot of stuff on her own. If we're honest, oftentimes we stop forgiving and caring when someone else is a repeat, a repeat offender or keeps, making, or keeps making the same bad choices. But isn't it great, church, that Jesus never gives up on us? Jesus never leaves us. Jesus never departs us. He never gives up on us. But in order for the gift of mercy to operate and not give up on someone, there has to be an abundance of mercy through forgiveness as well. That is why those with the gift of mercy can be like Jesus. They offer mercy to those that may not deserve it. Man, that's powerful. Man, those with the gift of mercy. Here's Proverbs 11:17. The merciful man does himself good, but the cruel man does himself harm. 
The spiritual gifts of mercy does not give up. Here's why mercy is needed in the church today. Because mercy is sacrificial. You can tell those that have the spiritual gift of mercy by how they respond to others in need. Man, if you have that gift of mercy, you know how to respond to others in need. Let's look at this next Bible story. Let's look at the Good Samaritan in Luke 10, uh, verses 30 through 35. The Bible said, Jesus replied, now this is Jesus speaking again. A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among the robbers, who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Think about that. Now, by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side of the road. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, he passed by on the other side of the road. I'm not quite sure how big the roads were back then, but think about going down the road and you see a guy laying in the ditch, and these two religious men pass by on the other side of the road. But let me explain to you about the priest and the Levite to make this story make sense. Both the priest and the Levite, they were religious leaders in that day. And if they touched a dead body, they could not perform their religious duties. So that is why they went to the other side of the road. They chose religion over mercy. Okay, are you guys with me on that? They chose their religion over mercy of the person that was laying in the ditch that just got beat up, that had just got robbed, okay? Then the Bible says, but a Samaritan. So let me stop right there. Let me explain to you about this, this, um, this um, Samaritan so you're not confused either. They were despised by the Jews because they were a mixed race, okay? The Jews looked down on them. So they kind of had to hang out by themselves as well. And let's get back to the reading, and this is Jesus still speaking. As he journeyed, came to where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him, and he bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn, and he took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the, the robbers? He said, The one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said, You go and do likewise. Man, that gift of mercy, that gift of mercy who has compassion, you with the gift of mercy, you have compassion. It just naturally bleeds out of you. Man, it is, it is powerful. Two leaders of great importance of that day choose to not only pass by without helping him, but pass on the other side of the road. But the religious duty was more important to them than showing mercy. The, the Samaritan showed mercy. Because he had the gift of mercy. He was compelled to go the extra mile and make huge sacrifices. He took time out of his day to stop what he was doing because he was going somewhere, but he wanted to show 
the gift of mercy. Financially, paying for this man's care needed at the time. Think about that. He gave two denarii. One denarii was worth a day's wages. So, man, he not only took part of his day, but financially, he says, I have the gift of mercy so strong, I'm willing to pay to take care of people. And he went to the end, and he says, hey, whatever's left over, I'll take care of the rest at the end. Because he had mercy, the gift of mercy. Let me give you the definition of uh, sacrifice. Sacrifice is an act of giving up something valued for the sake of something else regarded as more important or worthy. As Christians together, we need to show mercy. But those with the gift of mercy are able to see value and sacrifice for someone that others have given up on. Man, everywhere we go, the people we see, do you, do we, do you show that gift of mercy? Is that something that compels you, that drives you when you see people? When you see people beside the road, when you see somebody broke down, when you see somebody coming to the church, do you think about, man, what's this person need? I want to help take care of that person. It goes back, that is your gifting. Man, we want to have you guys, man, learn how to walk in that. This time, I want to call up the worship team. I want to end with this, this story. I have a friend of mine. This friend of mine, at a, young age, she was, at a young age, she was saved, and she gave her life to Jesus. She was six or seven years old. Then as time went on, as she, you know, as she got older, she got into, of course, everyday you know, worldly stuff, and then she began to, to not be as, you know, as close to Jesus. And as she got older, she realized she was missing something. But somebody who had the gift of mercy never gave up on her. You know, as she was living in the streets, as she was, as though she was going through just some alcoholism and things like that, somebody who had the gift of mercy never gave up on her. They invited her back to church. They started walking through who Jesus was again, started showing that gift of mercy, started compelling her. Man, let me teach you about Jesus. Let me tell you what's all the good stuff that Jesus done in your life. Never giving up on her, she gives her life back to Jesus. She starts serving him wholeheartedly. Today, this lady is a, a pastor of a church doing great and mighty things for Jesus. And it turns around that she has the gift of mercy. Everywhere this lady goes, if she's at the gas station, if she's at the grocery store, if she's camping, the gifts of mercy just start compelling out of her and she's compelled to go to people, to learn, to give back what was given to her because she doesn't want to give up on somebody. Man, is the gift of mercy part of your life? Think about that. Are you compelled to help people out? I'm just stalling here for a second because I think I missed a, a part in the message. My fingers probably went too fast. But man, just having that gift of mercy like I talked about, even with this friend of mine, man, it's awesome to me to see just that people who have the gift of mercy and what it is. 
But as we just remove to this response time, as I talked about these Bible stories, if you have if you have the gift of mercy, are you using it in the local church? Are you involved in a ministry to use that gift? If it's in the food bank, if it's in the care ministry, if it's in youth, man, if it's in kids, do you have that gift of mercy to to hang out with people and to use that gift in a ministry here at the local church through Crosspoint? Man, I think about the food bank. Man, what a powerful need. What a powerful gifting to use that in our food bank as people come here. What about those of you who have a different spiritual gift? Last week, Pastor Steve mentioned that God gives us spiritual gifts for them to be used. Whatever your spiritual gifting is, are you using that gift in the local church? Man, what has God gifted you with? You know, as the worship team sings this song, I'm going to ask you to just be in prayer about how you can use your spiritual gift. You know, as we begin to close this out, I want to... As we think about just the gifts of mercy and how we can reach out to people and how we can connect just to the lost, having the gift of mercy and not giving up on people. Do you know people? Do we know people? Do I know people who, who need the gift of mercy? Who I want to challenge you guys not to give up. Man, just keep going after people and keep giving, spreading that gift of mercy. And maybe you're here in the house or you're watching online and we're talking about who Jesus is and you're not sure, you know, who he is. You've never asked him into your life. And man, church, can we, can I tell you that is the best thing that we can do is ask Jesus into our life. Man, the the hurt, the sorrow, you know, you're maybe you're, you're watching online or you're in the house and you think, man, I make the same mistake, you know, over and over. I'm not sure what to do next. I seem like I just keep making the bad choices and the bad choices. Man, can I tell you that having Jesus in your life, he helps you out. He's our guider. He's our comforter. And it's so easy to say this prayer. And I want to just ask you to say it out loud with me and just invite Jesus into your life and Let's just pray that prayer. Jesus, we thank you for everything you're doing in our lives today. Jesus, I ask that you come into my life. Jesus, I need you to be my Lord and Savior. And I thank you, Jesus, that you're going to show me the way to live my life out according to what your Bible says. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Maybe you're even here or you're watching online and you're thinking, man, I once knew Jesus. But it's been a while since 
I've really made that heartfelt uh, connection to who Jesus is. Can I tell you, it's so easy to get back in with Jesus. Simply maybe raising your hands or just saying, Jesus, it's been a while. Can you come back into my life? Man, instantly, he's there helping you, helping you on the way and helping you do the things that he's called you to do because we're all, I think when we go back, we're all called to have gifts. And I think that's what we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. We're all called to have gifts. And we want to see Cross Point Church and just the church as a whole really walk in those gifts. And as I, you know, we want to just I'll close with this. As you're, next week we have our ministry fair coming up. Man, we're going to ask you guys to come to church. Come to that ministry fair. That ministry fair. It's going to be a great time just seeing what the different ministries are offering and how you can use your spiritual gifts to make life for other people, to share those gifts that God's gifted in you, to share that to other people. Amen?